0: Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in hopefully a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper. I'm the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Uh, Let me give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and all the hard work that he does to make this podcast possible. If you want to know any more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds, I encourage you to go to crosswinds.church. You can actually connect with us, even if you maybe have some programming um, ideas. Uh, Reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, We would appreciate that. Well, I'm really excited. Uh, Our guest uh, this week is Erin Coulard. Uh, She is the director of Kids Ministry here at Crosswinds. Erin, it is great to have you on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And uh we, I like to start out with just asking a, a simple question uh, so people can get to know you, but share with us your story of how you came to Christ. Like, like when was it? How did it happen? Uh, start us out with that.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, So my relationship with Jesus started at a very young age. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. And uh, so I was very young when I first accepted Jesus as my Savior and was also baptized um, at a young age, too. Um, I grew up actively involved in the church uh, throughout my years. Uh, I was involved in a pro- in a weekly program called Pioneer Girls um, <laughs> way back in the day, and I'm um, just very actively involved in my youth group too, and um, it was just really a part of my life. Everything um, that I knew just kind of centered around church and my relationship with God. Um, I began... My college education, uh, going to a Christian college, okay. and uh, that was when I first—that was really kind of my first taste of freedom and sure. um, out of um, my little bubble, you know, that I had lived in, and um, it was kind of a real dose of reality for me too. Um, I uh, was able. I I stumbled um, for a little while in my faith and then began to just kind of ask some questions, and I was able to really uh, make my faith my own at that point, too. Um, so uh, during just kind of a, a short break that I took in my schooling, um, I just had a time in my life where um, just really turned a corner and kind of rededicated my life to Christ and um, took on a whole different path. Um Let's see. Um, I don't know how, how much further you want no, me no, to go it's, into it's, things. It's great. I, I, yeah. Let me
0: ask you this, You know, because you, you said something that I think is common for people who are raised in a Christian home. So I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. So I used to joke in high school, my rebellion was like going to church more.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember <laughs> my parents would
0: say, you know, do you have to be there so much? You know, because right. I was never... I was eating it up. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I had gone to church, but you know, my story is different. This isn't about me, but it's different. So, my friends who who I went to college with mm-hmm. um, talked about making the, their faith their own. Yeah. You know, that wasn't really something that I dealt with because it started as my own. My, I came to Christ when I was five. My parents came to Christ when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk a little bit about that because that's true. For I would think, you know, my children, for instance, were raised mm-hmm. in a Christian home. And, right. um, and, and so they had to make it their own. But for someone out there who may not, maybe like me, they're a first-generation Christian, right? right. Yeah. Talk about that, because I think that's very common that, you know, you're raised in a Christian home. You're in church. You, thank God you, you have the basics. You, you know what it means to be a follower of Christ. Right. But you said now you're out of your bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, you, yeah, talk a little bit about that, making faith your own.
1: Well, um, yeah, like you said, you know, just growing up in the church, I knew nothing else. Uh, And so um, the way I kind of put it was I was kind of a Christian on paper Um, and I kind of went through the motions, I knew, you know, that about accepting Jesus into my heart and memorizing Bible verses and, you know, learning all the songs and just kind of, you know, going through the motions felt like, you know, this was what I was supposed to do. Um, And so I think, you know, when I went off to college, um, just... um, having that opportunity to um, kind of spread my wings a little bit and uh, just think about uh, just how I – some of the principles, you know, that I grew up with and um, explore those a little bit more. I really – I started to dig into my Bible more um, and it wasn't – it became more than just um, memorizing verses, sure. but being able to apply those verses, too. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, as grateful as I was to grow up in the household that I did and having that influence of my parents, um, to be able to um, just, yeah, you know, like I said, just kind of make it my own and understand for myself what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when you're part of a church, and especially when you have a sort of a Christian biological family, right? Mm-hmm. But then you're part of the, the Christian family, the right. church. Um, it's easy, I think, as, I, as I've watched. Like I said, I'm a first generation, sort of, right? My parents are, are, sure. uh, became believers. But um, but as I've talked to people like yourself, raised in a Christian home, um, mm-hmm. you know, sort of have that, that Christian lineage, if you will. Um, it, it's easy, uh, easier maybe, uh, to have principles and so forth. It just seems so natural. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, like you said, you, you, you're out on your own, right. so, so to speak, right? right. And um, you get to decide, do I go to church?
1: Right, exactly. You
0: know, is church as important as I thought it was? Is right. it as important as my parents think it is? Is it as important as whoever those influencers were, right, in the right. church? Yes. And, and so I think that's probably a, a natural, healthy part of growing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when I hear your story, um, and I hear many stories like it, um, some wander longer. Right. um, But where it says, you know, train up a child in the way they should go and they will not depart from it. That's not a promise. It's an observation. It comes, you know, from Proverbs, which is an observation of life. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that's true in every case. It just means more times than not when a child is raised in the way. And that's apart from it, as I've talked to parents, I was a student pastor for years, and now even as a lead pastor, as I talk to parents, that depart from it doesn't mean they don't have moments or seasons uh, of questioning. Right. It, it just means that when that foundation's there, when they hit a problem, when, they, when, when life is life, the the more times than not they have something there they wouldn't have had without it, right? And right. Trampage on what they should go, it means pointing to Jesus, right? right? And did you see that true for you as you were investigating the things of Christ anew uh, as, as sort of this free person, right? Who's right. who's not under your parents uh in their house anymore. Did you see the things that you had learned like in Pioneer Girls? You know, all <laughs> those things come back as you were wrestling with this stuff?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, you know, um, When I went off to college, uh, that was yeah my first chance that I had to to choose my own church to go to, and yeah for a little while I I chose not to attend a church because it was overwhelming to me too you know um, there were there was never a question about you know the church I attended growing up I always went with my parents no questions asked and I. And um, I never got to that point, you know, in my growing up years where I dug in my heels and said, no, I don't want to go. You know, it was just something, again, that I didn't question. But to have, I guess, that choice um, during that time and to reflect back on um, the things that had been – built as a foundation to me in my earlier years, I was able to draw on. And um yeah, like I said, there was a time where, you know, I I wondered, is my parents' faith my faith or is my faith my my parents' faith or is yeah, it my own? Absolutely. You know. Um so it did, you know, I had a couple little detours there, but you know, thankfully, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to, you know, find my way on my own.
0: Well, hopefully, you know, just just hearing that part of your story will be encouraging to parents out there, um, but also encouraging to anyone who maybe is finding themselves in that situation now, you know, that, you know, uh, they just became uh, an adult. Uh, so to speak, you know, our co- our country, we, we sort of see eighteen, right? When you're right. eighteen, you're an adult, right. which is sort of funny. Uh, yeah. I remember one of my children turned eighteen, and said, now I'm an adult, <laughs> and, and now I can do anything type of thing. And I mm-hmm. said, "Well, yeah, but you're sort of still dependent on us. You don't have a job yet, right, uh, you know." Exactly. So, so it's an interesting time, right? It but, is. Yeah. But we understand culturally. Sure. Right that eighteen sort of that that time, and then twenty one more so, and all that, right. but um, but maybe they're out there and they're listening to podcasts and, and they're feeling a little weird uh, about asking those questions, especially if they've been in church their whole life, and I'll just encourage them ask the questions, you know i I think it's 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 if you don't do it now, you'll have to do it sometime, right, to make the faith that you're in your faith, you right. know that that I understand that we're in this together, we're a church, and. But at some point, there's that personal reality of, you know, is Jesus really Lord of my life? Is he really my Savior? Do I believe the things exactly. I've looked at? And so I, I hopefully that encourages some people who listen to this to say, you know, wow, the director of the kids ministry went through this, you yeah, know? And, right. yeah. and it's different for some of us who weren't raised in that because we were doing that. It's, you know, and some will understand that too. As first generationals if you will, as as I was coming up from five up through, I was asking those questions like crazy because I wasn't told them. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember having an uncle one time say to me, well, you don't believe Jonah was really swallowed by a whale. And I, I was little. Yeah. And, uh, but I had just heard the story in Sunday school. My parents dropped me off at church, literally, and then would pick me up afterwards. And I went, well, actually, I think it says that it was a big, it was a fish, a big <laughs> fish. You know, I was like, what in yeah, the world, you know? Right. But for me, that was sort of, you know, so I was even challenged, what, did I believe it even from family, you know? So at some point, you got to answer those questions. Right. it's okay to question, yep. you know? And so that, that's, that's, that should be encouraging to some people out there. Um, how has that helped you? Uh, talk, talk a little bit about your family. So, so you're married and how long have you been married?
1: Um, almost 24 years there you go
0: there you go and you have how many kids
1: four kids and you yes.
0: have different stages right? Yes
1: uh, my oldest is in college this year. I have a junior in high school, an eighth grader and my youngest is in sixth grade.
0: So how does how does how does what you sort of grew up in uh, even some of the questioning you know that you did when you graduated how' has that prepared you as a parent? You know, so a lot of times people think, well, wow, she's a director of kids ministry or, or Craig's the lead pastor of a church. We have it all together, right? And, <laughs> in reality, of it is we struggle just like everyone else, right?
1: Right, right.
0: But how has, how has your experience sort of helped you as you've seen your kids develop?
1: Yes. Um, so it's been interesting because um, my husband came from a very different upbringing, kind of like you were explaining about your childhood. He did not grow up in a Christian home. So... Um, his journey to finding Christ was a very different journey than mine. Um, so, when it came to uh, raising our kids, and this was something that we had discussed, you know, well before even having kids, you know, um, my parents were kind of one extreme, and his parents were kind of the other. You know, there are, there are things that you know I think we could say my parents did really well and even things you know that his parents did really well too and to be able to take you know little pieces of both i think um, not that i ever felt like um when i was being raised that my parents um tried to force um you know christianity the bible um a faith on me like i said you know i just kind of it, grew up not knowing anything different and with my husband he had to um really take the initiative himself to explore and he would sometimes go to church with a friend of his you sure. know growing up and so this was his exposure to Christ and uh, we just you know felt it was really important as parents to um certainly, give our kids that foundation, um, but we never wanted them to grow up and kind of resent, you yeah. know, feeling like, um, yes, that we had forced this on them. And of course, you know, we pray for their salvation and their futures, regularly, you know, but as, you know, we all know, we can't make that decision for them. It's their personal decision, just like I found for myself too. So, you know, we um, certainly through many mistakes along the way, you know, and we always say, you know, our oldest is... Is always kind of like our guinea pig too. Are, <laughs> you know, absolutely. we learn we learn from the first, and then we modify yeah, as we go along. Yeah.
0: There's benefits and uh, <laughs> there's other things as far as yes. being what your age is and you know, right. where you are in the pecking order, if you will. home. exactly.
1: Yeah. But um, just also to realize too that the four of them are so different yes. as individuals too, and you know the way that we may approach. Whether it's um, a relation, you know, explaining the relationship to, with Jesus um, to them, or whatever the topic may be, it may not be approached the same way, you know, with each of them, and to be sensitive, but you know, ultimately to just always be praying for them.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, I went to a Christian under, undergrad as well. Actually, my graduate was too, went to seminary. But um, that was my first exposure to Christian education, right, as far as formal, you know. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of my friends who were there were, like yourself, raised in a Christian home. And so you talk about not wanting them to resent. Right. I remember one night it was sitting around with a bunch of guys in the dorm, and they were like, yeah, did you have family devotions? Yeah, I had family devotions. Yeah, I had family devotions. And they're going around this room, like, really bellyaching about having to spend time with their family learning the Bible. And they came to me, and they said, did you have family devotions? I said, no. Like, most of my childhood, I went to bed praying for my parents because they were going to hell. I mean, they didn't know Jesus, right? Right. And and, so... um, I and it might be sounding a little callous, but I, I was like, I, I don't feel bad that you had to have family devotions, you know, yeah, right. but it really was a wake up call later when, when I got married and then, you know, had kids and, and said, man, I just want to make sure we're doing the right things. And, and, and it, it becomes a complicated mix, right? right. Like w- what do you, <laughs> what do you quote unquote sort of make the family do versus what do you allow them to have the freedom to determine? Because I want them to start asking questions while they're in a safe environment to do so, which means hopefully before they leave the home a little bit, mm-hmm. knowing they'll ask them when they leave too. But uh, but that that was that was a sort of scary thing for me as a first-generational uh, looking at some of my friends. Like even in the ministry program, I was, I was studying to be a pastor, and so many of them I said, no, no, why, you know, when did, what was your calling? Like? like, well, you know, my dad was a pastor, my granddad was a pastor, and I'm like, well, my dad was a butcher, but I'm not going to be a butcher. I mean, you know right. what? What is it? And right. so that you know, I can I can appreciate that. And you know, my wife and I, I joke we're we're, um, we're children of the '80s, and uh, I say she missed half of it because she was raised in a good Christian home that uh-huh. had boundaries, and uh, and I wasn't. And yeah. so sometimes I'll I'll look back at a movie I saw, but my parents' total blessing, and I go, oh, yeah. I should not have watched that. You yeah. know, like you know, and yeah, for sure. And, and so it's sort of an interesting thing when you mold that family together. Right, and you start to figure out for yourself, your husband and wife, you know, what's our family going to look like, and what are we going to take from from these two families that were different, right? Good, but different,
1: exactly, and and,
0: and bring that together. We'll talk a little bit. So you're you're on staff here at Crosswinds, but you didn't start off on staff, right? Um, So talk about how did you how did you connect with Crosswinds when, and how did that all happen?
1: Oh well, let's see. Um, Well, taking it. Back a little ways, Um, you know, when I started my college education, well, I'd always known um, from pretty early on that I had a heart for kids and that I wanted to work in a field that was about kids. And uh, when I started my college education, I actually started as a pre-med major thinking that um, I wanted to go into pediatrics. Um, but I also knew, too, that having a family was important to me. That was priority. And um, just knowing the demands of, you know, being a doctor. I think by the end of my freshman year, I switched um, my uh, major to education. Um, so before having kids, I did teach for a few years, and I did enjoy that. Um, but I knew that my passion was Uh, first and foremost, to be a mom. Um, So when we had our first child, uh, my husband and I made the decision that I was going to stay home with them. them. Um, So for the next 13 years, (laughs) I was a stay-at-home mom. And um, that was challenging, but filled with lots of joy definitely in retrospect, you know, in the moment, you know, it was hard to see those moments of joy. Um, But, you know, I certainly wouldn't have traded it uh, for anything. But when my youngest um, was ready to start school, I knew that I was ready um, for just a change and where I was at in life too, and um, started thinking about trying to get back into the workforce again. Um, So initially, i um, started off just kind of slow um, with just some part time work, not really using s- skills that I felt like I possessed. But okay. it was just um, just getting back it worked. In. Yeah, it worked well for our family at the time, and um, and so it was. Oh, I think I had been back to work for maybe a couple of years or so. Actually, um, my oldest daughter had um, told me about a position that was open at Crosswinds, which we had been attending Crosswinds, you know, as a family um, for a number of years at that point. And um, so I was surprised, too, to hear her say that it was in kids' ministry. I was like, wow, oh, this this would be great, you know. I'm like, I I just never – I didn't think about, you know – I, I just wasn't sure about that. Um, and so that was, I think, in 2018 um, that I first joined the staff as a large group director in kids ministry. And then it was a about a year and a half or so later, that I stepped into the role as kids director. So
0: yeah, you weren't on staff long when uh, when COVID shutdown happened, right? And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Brian moved into family pastor, and then you were sort of moving into, and it was like, uh, okay, uh, how are we going to do this? And then it was like, whatever you were thinking was going to change,
1: right? Right, I'm like you know I've never started a job like this before, <laughs> you know, so it was yeah definitely a unique uh, situation for sure.
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah you, so you were an education major, and now you have this opportunity to to, to do kids ministry at church. Yes, but you, like you were saying, that was not on your radar. No, I mean you know you didn't really think uh, think about that, um, but yet you have all these this skill set that works well. In fact, you know, as a lead pastor, I've always told people that I think some of the best um, kids ministry um, people come out of uh, sort of a formal educational background versus what could be a Christian education background. It doesn't mean that one's better than the other. Sure, it, it just means that you know having time in an actual classroom gives you a perspective that you don't have if you don't. So, talk to me a little about that. So, was that a big transition from you know going back and thinking of your days when you were teaching? All of a sudden, you're you're, you're large group director, you know, <laughs> and then moving into the actual director of the kids ministry. Was that a big transition between the two? How did you, how were you able to pull what you had already experienced into what you were doing?
1: Um, yeah, you know, I would say it certainly was a big transition, but I think my background in education did make it easier. You know, I felt like I was able to draw on a lot of my, um, my skills kind of, you know, classroom management and things like that. Um, but also too, I, um, initially I felt very, um, I guess kind of unworthy too you know I'm like I, you know to be and um to be in a serving you know in a church sure. and you know kind can I do this? Am, am, am I qualified? Or, you know, whatever. So it was, you know, intimidating at first.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: but, you know, to have um, people that have walked alongside me throughout, you know, this journey that I have been here um, to support me has been very um, helpful and encouraging. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And yeah. I, I think, you know, anybody who serves in a, in a church vocationally, Right, and so I, I want to, you know, separate that because we have tons of people who serve in the church. Right. But when I say vocational, I mean they're on staff, paid staff. Yeah. Um, anyone who doesn't wrestle with that worthy question scares me. <laughs> you know, I, I think for myself to wait, mm-hmm. you know, of what what we're called to do and, and the part we play within the body of Christ. Most people. Uh, try to figure out, you know, what, what what part do I play in the body of Christ? You know, am I supposed to be a ministry partner or volunteer here or there? When you're on staff, that's determined for you somewhat. You know, you have a job description, and, and um, you look at that, and you realize you're a leader of leaders. I would say anyone who doesn't need a lot of Jesus on tap to do the job— might want to question their motives, right, or, right. or at least they're, where they're at, because it's that dependency that I've found over the years, that dependency of saying, you know, Lord, this is a bigger task. I mean, you're talking about the the spiritual, uh, not just foundation, but in some cases, you know, how we're going to present Christ as a church is in our hands, and uh you know that's 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 big. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what yes. other word to use.
1: Something I could never um, just take lightly. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. And
0: so you know to to have that dependency in God, it's got to be you. It's not a bad thing. I mean mm-hmm. it, that's good for all of life, but I think in in, in ministry, uh, especially vocationally, man, I may mean, we never lose that. Now confidence and what God has given us is different. Mm-hmm. And so over time we, we build confidence. No, I am good at that. I've, I can learn to be better at that. But that, that idea of worthy is an interesting thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, am I worthy of God's love? I don't, I don't know if I'm worthy of it, but he gives it to me graciously. Sure. And so I don't know if I'm worthy of, of being lead pastor, but, man, he's called me to it. Right. And he equips the called. And yeah. so that's the stuff we all work through. And, Definitely. And so I, I think that's true even for some volunteer ministry partners, right? They're, they're sitting out there and they're, they're wondering, can I? And we'll talk about this in our next episode, but, like, you know, I'm going to impact children. You know, who am I to do that, you right. know? And the reality of it is if God's called you, he's going to equip you. And the beautiful thing here is if God's called you to such a ministry to have people like yourself and uh, your whole team uh, to help them sort of uh, sort of venture into this, this ministry that we have here at Crosswinds.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Well, that's probably a good place for us to end this episode. We'll pick up from that on uh, the next episode. So I want to invite everyone out there. Uh, to uh, join us next week, uh, we sort of have an idea of Aaron's background, but we want to. I want to hear her heart for ministry. I want to hear what, what what she sees happening in the kids' ministry here. Maybe how you guys can be involved if you're listening and you're part of Crosswinds or are in the area, and maybe you've picked up the podcast and you have some children of your own and trying to figure out what difference uh, a church can make uh, in the life of of them and your family. And so I want to encourage you. You know, if if join us next week, but uh, between now and then, uh, go to our website. Go to crosswinds.church. That's where you find out all things Crosswinds. You'll find out about this podcast. You can even communicate with us if you want through the website there at crosswinds.church. But for now, um, be blessed and bless others, and I hope you'll join us next week.